Uh, good morning, everybody. It's wonderful to see you all um, this morning and, and great to be with you as I get myself sorted out here. Um, and to those watching online, um, uh, we say hello to you as, as well this morning and pray wherever you are that the Holy Spirit is, uh, that was just a great time we had of worship here and praying that the Holy Spirit is uh, filling wherever you're meeting uh, right now as well. Hey, um, look, I just was really pressed by the Lord as, as Abby and Grace were sharing then, and, and we, were, we were talking, I had a leadership meeting on Tuesday, just want to really impress on you guys to just, just say the, the things, the stories that you have and the things that you do for the kingdom and for, for God's glory, don't underestimate them. Um, the Bible is full of great stories, and, and I think sometimes we measure ourselves and the things that are happening on a scale of, of like grandiose impact on, on size and numbers of, of, of people and things that are going on. But if you really read the Bible really well, and in particular, if you read the accounts of Jesus, yes, he had times where he had ministry to many, many thousands of people, but the majority of what he did was one-on-one -on -one contact. There was so much of what he did that was between him and one other person. Just in the moment of following the Father for what he had that day, and he would meet with a woman at the well and tell her, uh, give her a prophetic word that would change her life and that would change the community around her. But, but, but don't, don't just look at it as a, a massive story. It was a one-on-one -on -one contact. So don't underestimate the things of the kingdom that you do on a daily basis and the little one-on-one -on -one contacts you have, the little bags that you hand to somebody and the impact that that has on the kingdom of God. I really feel like the Holy Spirit wants to impress that on us all this morning. You are not insignificant in what you do in the kingdom on a daily basis, a spoken word, a little gift, a little interaction, a word of encouragement is not lost on the Lord and it's definitely not lost on other people. So keep going. Keep doing that stuff and be encouraged by that stuff. And don't think it's insignificant. And um, I'm really praying that you know the joy of your Father over you, as in your Heavenly Father, as you do those things, because he has more than we understand, I think, uh, and more than we can receive at times as well. So just keep going. Is that cool? Got it? Keep going, keep doing those things because I, I really feel like the Father's attention is really on those things on a, that we do on a daily basis. So there's not my preach. There is a little um, add-on for, for today, but it kind of ties, ties in. Um, a few weeks ago, I, I preached on the topic, the Holy Spirit in us, and, and spoke about that from the perspective of, of um, pre the presence of God in our lives. And it kind of made a promise at that time, the next two t slots, Although I got an extra slot because of, thanks COVID, very much for cancelling our Sydney speakers out. But the next two, I promised that I would speak on the Holy Spirit on us and the Holy Spirit through us. So anything I say today is kind of tagging in with uh, the one previous. You can go jump online and have a listen to that. And then obviously the one that will come, uh, if the Lord still allows that, which I'm assuming he will, of, of the Holy Spirit through us. Uh, in no means am I trying to say what I speak on in these three sessions. It's a big topic, the Holy Spirit in our lives. I'm not trying to say that these are complete things, that these are the only things. I'm just 
pushing in on what I feel like the Father is wanting to do uh, and what he says to do. So um, continue in your journey and exploring in this area of the Holy Spirit in your life, I guess is what I'm saying. And please don't see it as an absolute definitive teaching as such. If that's cool, that would be great if you could um, um, do that as well. But this morning we're going to uh, talk about the Holy Spirit in um, on us. We talked about it in us already, um, and I want to be really clear as well that that the Holy Spirit on us and through us is highly dependent on and must start with the Holy Spirit in us uh, of presence. God's presence in our life through his son Jesus, his death on the cross, his resurrection, and now our acceptance of him and fullness of life, his presence in us as we have bowed the knee to him. The other two can just uh, really, in one sense, can't happen without the first one, okay? So um, if you haven't heard the first one, go listen to the first one. But Holy Spirit on us. So... Um, I, I go to work in the in the city. I, I work just outside Central, Central Station and um, move around that Anzac Square. Have you guys seen that Anzac Square, Post Office Square kind of area, just outside Central Station? And it's a massive thoroughfare for people. Like it's like an ants' nest in the morning if you walk around <laughs> down through there. I'm one of the little ants running around to get to work, and um, it's interesting because every so often you'll hear some speakers or somebody in that square um, um, talking or about a certain topic or theme. And and um, I've seen a few people through the city uh, preaching as well the word of God, and and um, it's interesting. And there's a part of me, if I'm completely honest, at times that uh, I struggle with it a little bit at times. I'm like, is that you, Lord? Are you on that? No, I'm not. I'm not critical, being critical of the person. It's just the activity of is that is that what the Lord wants, and uh, is He on that? And um, most of the time, I get a little bit awkward about it. But this one time, I, I walked um, out of out of the tunnel. I could hear this music in in Anzac Square. And I'm like. That's really interesting, and it sounds kind of familiar. And, and it was actually modern worship that was playing by this this guy. He was uh, he was just standing on the in Anzac Square on the on the side on the grass. He had a big I don't know if he bought it or an Aldi special speaker or whatever those ones are, the party boxes you can buy. It was like yay high off the stage, and and uh, and all he had was this sign that said Jesus loves you. And he was just standing there with the biggest smile on his face, waving this sign and having worship play out across all of Anzac Square. And it was flowing into Brisbane as well because of where it was. It could kind of tunnel through the streets. So it was really awesome in one sense. And then I said, Lord, is that you? And, and as I watched him, I just felt the Holy Spirit fall on me really heavily. And he goes, yeah, that's me. I'm in that one. I'm really in that one. And I could feel his thick and tangible presence as this worship was belting out through Anzac Square. I was surprised to see him there for at least another week. I thought, well, someone's going to jump on that and can that real fast with the city council and we probably won't see him again. But no, over the next few days, he was still there. And every day, I was just, again, I just felt the overwhelming presence of God as I just heard this, um, this worship belting out and this guy just literally acknowledging people with his sign and saying Jesus loves you Jesus loves you and I was just so taken I was like clearly the Holy Spirit is on 
this man right now for that task at that time and people are getting blessed and are getting the kingdom of God come upon their lives as a result of what he was doing. And it kind of inspired me uh, for today's little chat uh, around when the Holy Spirit comes on us, what happens and what do we do? What, what's going on and what do we do with it? And there are just so many examples in the Bible of where it talks about, and we have the advantage of these days in these wonderful apps that we can do a little search in days gone by. A study like this might have taken you months to go search through the scriptures and find out how many times or where does it talk about the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God, often it's called in the Old Testament, um, coming on people for a certain task or for a certain purpose there's places like in second chronicles 15 1 where azariah he has a message for as a king of judah he, the spirit of god falls on him and comes and tells him about activity that's going on in numbers 24 2 you might you can write these down if you want to go and source them later on i've done a bit of homework for you and the spirit of god came on balaam and he also prophesied uh, Luke 3, in the New Testament, 22, the Spirit of God falls on Jesus like a dove, comes on him like a dove. Samuel, uh, 1 Samuel 19, 23, the Spirit of God came on Saul, and he prophesied, by the way, he was being a naughty boy. Here's one to challenge some of our theology. He was being a naughty boy at the time, and the Spirit of God fell on him to correct his, his course, which is a really interesting one. It messes with their head a lot, doesn't it, when we think that God would use somebody when they're doing something that God doesn't want them to do, that he would fall on them and actually cause them to have a purpose about the kingdom breaking in. Acts 1, 8. Um, the, we, we know this one real well. Um, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, promised Jesus. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So the Spirit of God come, it does come on the disciples as we know through Acts 2 and following. Judges 6.34, Gideon. He blows the trumpet. The Spirit of God falls on him and he blows the trumpet to call all of Israel into battle. Um, to go into battle to save Israel. Luke 2.25, Simeon has the Spirit of God on him to identify when, uh, it's the scripture says that the Spirit of God was on him to identify the Messiah when, when he would come. And so he waits with great anticipation for that to occur. Numbers 11.25, the Spirit of God is on Moses, that's on Moses, moves out to the 70 elders to also act um, on behalf of God and Moses in helping the Israelite community. In Acts 11.15, Peter expl is explaining some of his actions as he's gone out to talk to the Gentiles. Uh, and he's talked to, he got called to go to a Gentile house and as he begins to tell them about Jesus and the kingdom before he even finishes, the Spirit of God comes on uh, these group of people to, to uh, let him know that the Gentiles now are accepted uh, and are in uh, with God and thus the Gentile church is born uh, when, when that occurs. So we have so many examples in Scripture. Um, but let's centre ourselves back on a passage that we've been looking at and it's been really central to us over the last little while that God is just continuing, continuing to highlight on an ongoing basis and that's Luke 4. If you want to go there again, you can. And whilst we're going to look at, uh, read from verse 18, it's also really, really important, as I said before, 
talking about how the presence of God in us is central and first. If you read uh, in Luke 4, verse 1, the first words are, Jesus full of the Holy Spirit. So the sense of presence in his life was key to everything that was about to follow um, throughout this passage. But if we do then move down to verse 18, it says, um, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. So when the Spirit of God comes on us and the things we want to focus on today, it is for the proclamation and practice of the kingdom of God. So the proclamation and the practice of the kingdom. It's so much so about the proclamation that it's actually mentioned three times just in those, few, those two verses we, we just read. I don't know if you've picked that up, but proclaim, proclaim, proclaim. Three times it's mentioned uh, in that scripture. Obviously a very, very important word. So there's a sense that when God comes on you that it's not going to be something necessarily that's just silent, that just is, stays inside. It's actually going to need to come out. You're going to need to speak what he's actually um, or actually telling you that would be maybe one part of it but also that you might need to practice it says clearly that I've come to set the oppressed free so when the Spirit of God comes on us it's not always for us it's mo a lot and often for other people that God's Spirit will come on to us and to them we would proclaim how he, where, he, where he's coming on us, to what, we, what he's saying, what he's doing, what we're seeing, that we would actually speak it. We would actually speak it out and then we would act on it. We would ask the kingdom to come in the midst of that situation. Um, Jesus did it consistently throughout all of his um, ministry. So um, remember, when the Spirit of God comes on you, it is not always for you but for others and for the glory of God. Now, again, remember, we're holding this in, in place with the other two topics that I'm going to talk about. This isn't the only aspect of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. I just want to be really clear about that because I don't want any kind of sense of religious spirit coming in to say, I've got to do, I've got to do, I've got to do. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about that partnership with the Holy Spirit in, in all of who he is and all of who we are as a result of being... Um, Jesus' disciples. And so um, this morning, this isn't going to be a... I, I mean, I'm really glad for worship. It was awesome. The themes were fantastic. I'm not going to go into deep teaching about the Spirit of God on us. I think we need to practice. We've had some proclamation this morning. Now we want to practice the work of the, um, of the Spirit, Holy Spirit coming on us. And so um, right now, I just want to invite us all been praying hard about this this morning and throughout the week uh, around what God wants to do this morning. And so I just want you to close your eyes right now.